Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has set the lofty goal of Canada being net zero for carbon emissions by 2050. And as part of that strategy, the country has bet on nuclear power to help get us there. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. Financial Post energy reporter Jeffrey Morgan joins me to talk about why the government is looking at nuclear power, what communities could eventually see mini reactors at use, and why some are opposed to the technology. Don't forget, you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. So, Jeff, recently, Natural Resources Minister Seamus O'Regan made a bit of a surprising announcement around the idea of small modular nuclear reactors. And hoping you can tell listeners what a small modular nuclear reactor is and what was O'Regan's announcement. Right. So uh, what O'Regan announced was that the federal government, with the support of a few provincial governments, including Alberta, uh, New Brunswick, a couple others, was going to embark on a roadmap or it was unveiling a strategy for eventually having these types of like mini nuclear power plants available to provide power across the country. Most of the time you think about a nuclear power plant, you think about the Simpsons and the giant power plant that Homer works at, you know, great big stacks. But there is a lot of research and there are companies that are trying to build these like mini nuclear reactors. And the reason why there's a big push for this is because nuclear power doesn't emit carbon. There is some nuclear waste that comes from this. Mm-hmm but it's not carbon. So as a result, in an environment where everybody's trying to reduce their carbon emissions to combat climate change, nuclear is considered you know, a potential way forward to maintain the power grid, especially if everybody's going to be you know, shifting from a gas-burning car to an electric vehicle. The power grid needs reliable power. And these small or mini reactors are currently being developed with the hopes that eventually they could work. There are none that are being used commercially in Canada today. This is, and O'Regan said it, this is a, you know, a long-term play. This is something that's further out. They're hoping to have this by 2030, mm-hmm. but they don't exist right now. They, they, well, they don't exist commercially. Uh, there is technology out there that's being piloted, but you know, you're not going to Home Depot and deciding, do I buy a diesel-powered gen set or should I buy a little mini nuclear reactor and <laughs> uh, and you know, power up my cabin that way. Yeah. But that is the goal to eventually have small scale nuclear power plants. So what's the significance of it for Canada and the Trudeau government? Is it all just a part of fitting in with Justin Trudeau's environmental goals for Canada, which eventually would see Canada become net zero in terms of carbon emissions? Yeah, that is a big part of it. And part of the push for small nuclear reactors is because remote communities, especially in the north, it's very difficult to build a power plant that will, let's say, provide power to very remote communities. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, these very remote communities, the government has tried various things and few have worked properly. For example, there were windmills that were built in the far north at one point that the wind speed in some of these communities was so great that it broke the windmills. Mm And so as a result, there hasn't really been an easy way to provide these remote communities with lower carbon sources of power. 
And so the communities are burning diesel, you know, diesel generators to power homes, to power whatever they need, because, you know, it takes energy to live in these remote communities, especially in the north, you know, not just in the territories. There are remote communities uh, across Canada that would be hard to justify building a billion dollar power lines out to small and sometimes shrinking communities. Mm -hmm. So small nuclear reactors are part of that goal. Because diesel generators emit a lot of power, the Trudeau government is hopeful that, you know, you can power these communities in a carbon-free way. There are potentially other uses for this as well. But, you know, in my view, what would be the most obvious thing for these generators would be those remote communities. Because mm-hmm. it's not like Quebec Hydro is choosing not to link up one of their most recent dams to the power grid. The choice for Quebec Hydro or another large utility isn't going to be do we buy a bunch of small nuclear reactors or do we move forward with one of our projects? The lowest hanging fruit here, I believe, would be the small communities. So we're not necessarily talking about like in a province like Alberta, where we both are, that the idea that we'd be replacing natural gas powered electricity generation, like there's still hopes among some that you'd see, you know, wind and solar and whatnot take over kind of those roles and nuclear would be for smaller areas, correct? That's what I understand. Now, again, The roadmap that the federal government unveiled, there's a lot of specifics that still need to be ironed out, but I can't see a situation where you take massive power plants offline and replace them with small, still unproven technology before some of these power plants have been running and have paid back their capital costs. Mm -hmm. The provincial government has spent billions of dollars in recent years building out power lines across the province. So there's a lot of sunk cost in the existing power grid and power generation in Alberta, the idea that you'd be taking a a massive coal-fired power plant that's recently been converted into a natural gas-fired power plant, taking that offline and replacing it with a few small nuclear reactors, um, I don't see it, especially because natural gas is so cheap. But uh, yeah, the small communities, based on what we've heard from the federal government, based on where the technology is at, those would probably be the first places where maybe you would see this. One of the things that I was curious about is I've seen lots of talk about this in Alberta. One of our post-media colleagues, David Staples, has been a a proponent of looking at nuclear energy for the oil patch. And I believe Alberta's energy minister, Sonia Savage, has talked about if we want to get to a low-carbon Alberta, we need to look at, at nuclear power, potentially even for big oil sands operations up in the north, which require a lot of energy. Does something like small modular reactors help Alberta's oil industry? Would it help it generate power or help it kind of reduce its reliance on big power plants? It's really hard to say. So let's take, for example, you know, if you have a drilling rig in a remote part of northern Alberta, that drilling rig is likely not connected to the grid because it's in a very remote area. It's probably running on a diesel generator. So the idea that you could replace those diesel generators that are powering the rigs with a small-scale nuclear reactor, potentially, those rigs need a lot of power and they need it consistently. Nobody on those rigs wants a power to immediately stop in the middle of drilling. That would be pretty awful for uh, the the company that's paying for the well. Mm -hmm. So you could potentially see something, you know, in an application like that, I would expect, Now, because this technology is so new, we don't totally know if a great big oil sands project, you know, how many of these would they need? 
Also, a lot of these oil sands projects, oil sands companies are, are sometimes building their own power, what's called behind the fence. So behind the fence generation, that is, I'm Suncor, my fence around my oil sands mine is here. And now I'm building a power plant on my own property behind my fence. And the power plant, you know, co-generation, uh, natural gas generation. So I don't see these companies that have been investing in their own power sources or who are connected to the power grid and connected to really low cost natural gas electricity going out and spending a whole bunch more money for a different kind of power. Mm -hmm. If carbon taxes do rise sixfold or fivefold, maybe that becomes an economic choice to make. There has been talk in the past about building, you know, an actual larger nuclear power plant to power the oil sands because it's just such a big industrial user of electricity. But to use small scale nuclear reactors, you know, big project like that, I, I'm not sure I see that. While some see nuclear power as the key to Canada getting to net zero because other technologies, wind and solar, we're still kind of getting up to speed on those as well or, or integrating them into the system. What are some people saying about the concerns around nuclear in general? Yeah, so there are concerns about nuclear waste, and there is kind of a broader, I think, preference for renewables, wind and solar. So the nuclear waste issue is one that the nuclear industry is trying to deal with people's concerns about. And during Minister O'Regan's press conference, this was touched on as well, that there are very specific rules around how nuclear waste is handled, etc. I think one of the pushes for nuclear power in Canada is that it, one of the reasons why some of these provinces, including Alberta, have been supportive of it is that we have uranium here. Mm -hmm. And so we could potentially, to use an industry term, eat our own dog food <laughs> by digging up the uranium and then using it ourselves for nuclear power. So there is a fight within kind of environmental circles over nuclear energy versus wind and solar. And especially in Canada, where we have a large amount of power that is generated from hydroelectricity, which is non-emitting or very, very low emitting, that can be, in a lot of provinces, the kind of the base load generation. To fire up your electric grid, you need two forms of electricity generation. You need the base load, which is kind of there, it's constant. A factory that's running 24-7 is drawing on that base, you know, needs that base load generation. A hospital with intensive care units, they need that base load generation. And then peaking power or variable power, that can be supplied in some cases by wind and solar. Nuclear energy and hydroelectricity, natural gas, and not anymore, but previously coal-fired power contributed to the base load. Mm -hmm. So the big question is whether or not nuclear will be kind of a, a source of base load generation going forward. It doesn't as far as I know, doesn't really make sense to use it as peaking power or uh, variable power. So that is where the push is coming from. One is the federal government is intent on decarbonizing the electricity sector. And that in order to do that, we're looking at the baseload power generation, which would be coal-fired power, still would, would be natural gas. And so could nuclear replace those, those two? Or another potential avenue would be the provinces to interconnect with one another. So provinces like British Columbia, like Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec, which have 
abundant hydroelectricity, building power lines into places like Alberta, Saskatchewan, New Brunswick, which have less ability to build these hydro plants. Mm -hmm. That's another potential for the future. Hasn't been done to the extent that it could have been done so far. And there have been fights over that between Alberta and BC, especially. Aside from the waste that's produced by a nuclear power plant, are there other safety risks that people have raised about exploring this technology? Like, could we have a bunch of like mini Chernobyls or the threat of that in Canada? Or are we talking about fairly safe technology? Everything I understand is we're talking about a fairly safe technology. I mean, people are very nervous about nuclear energy, particularly because of Chernobyl. And there was that documentary series released a couple of years ago, which was great and really explored all the things that went wrong at Chernobyl, which, which is a disaster. But nuclear power is something that's being used in the United States, in Ontario, and especially in places like France, with really no issues for years. France and the United Kingdom have large-scale nuclear power plants and have not had a Chernobyl event that I'm aware of. I guess I should knock on wood. Mm -hmm. The technology certainly makes people nervous, and you know the three-eyed fish in The Simpsons <laughs> make people nervous. But from what, I, from what I understand and looking at examples from developed countries, including France... These are remote possibilities. Mm -hmm. Now, you said the technology is about 10 years out. When could we conceivably see some of these rolled out in Canada? You know, 15, 20 years? The federal government hopes it's 10 years out. They're hoping that within 10 years, we could see this in the grid. The Canadian government tends to move a little bit slower than it even wants to. So 15, 20 years, I would say probably. The technology is advancing and I guess barring some major leaps in those advancements, I would generally say that the federal government has some lofty aspirations and in order to meet its goals, it needs those aspirations to be realized in a short amount of time. And we'll see whether or not 10 years or 15 years for this type of technology is feasible. Mm -hmm. Jeffrey, thanks for your time. Thank you. 10.3 is a production of Post Media. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Jeffrey Morgan. More from him at financialpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.